Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Greetings, happy Friday. Volume up, y'all. The Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info. Visit Geico.com right now from the NBA, San Antonio. No Tony Parker. What would we tell you? Not doom and gloom. You're going to see they're going to play well. Right now they have a 10-point lead over the Houston Rockets midway through the third quarter, 55-45. to And while certainly you can point to them picking up the slack, a big night from Kawhi Leonard, of course, but LaMarcus Aldridge playing well. He's got 14 points. It helps when James Arden starts off and has a horrendous night and the Rockets scoring just 39 points in the first half. This series, everybody wanted to give it to the Rockets right after it was over. And, you know, we were still waiting to see how this goes the rest of the night tonight. But I think tonight we see that the Spurs aren't done just because they don't have Tony Parker. We told you exactly this is how it's going to go. You're going to have guys step up and play more minutes. You're going to see more guys off the bench playing well. And so far, that's exactly what we've seen from the Spurs. Yeah, turn your mic on, buddy. There you go. I just figured that would happen automatically. Yeah. Like it was voice activated as soon as I opened my mouth. Hello, and this is your no, microphone. No, James Harden, 6 of 15 from the, on the night. But he's 
gave us something. You know, we always watch baseball and say, wow, the game's been around for a hundred some odd years and we mm-hmm. still keep seeing these new things. Every day. How often do you see a guy going up for a three-point shot and get called for an offensive foul? <laughs> Well, he's you know, going up for a shot, and he takes his right arm and absolutely hammers Paul Gasol on the head. Well, you know, like, offensive foul. That's his thing. He's he has tried that lean in, taking a three, and gotten the call many times in this postseason. You know, sometimes it's you know they run a pick and roll outside the three point line, and James Harden just runs into the guy and puts his arm and shoots it, and he's going to the free throw line for three shots. I mean, that's part of Harden's game. I mean that that's that's part of why I'm going to try to draw contact and go to the free throw line and shoot through. Because look look at all the times how we got to the free throw line this season. Yeah, no, it's that's, nice, that's part of what he does. No, it's a nice easy strategy. This one was just absolutely fantastic that the referee behind him immediately sees that he's done the clear out with the right arm as he goes up for the shot because <laughs> you know there was question on the floor of whether it was a 24 second violation. I was like, wait, no, it's an offensive foul, his third of the game. Like, that's brilliant. Because that one I, I put in a call. I've never seen a guy called for the offensive foul in the shooting position. Normally he's going to the line for three, regardless of how that contact came to be, but not here. The offensive player actually called for the foul. So very interesting first half uh, of the game as we went through Harden struggling. Uh, they hit three-pointer after three-pointer, Ariza was on fire, 5 of 10 from the three-point range now for the game, but he was single-handedly keeping them rolling in the first. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, phone number is 877 on Fox. Get in on Twitter, at How About a Fresca. That's on Twitter, at How About a Fresca. We'll keep you updated throughout the night on the Spurs and the Rockets. The Rockets now cutting the lead to 56-51. Uh, midway through the third quarter, still six and a half left to go there, but the Spurs hanging and playing well without Tony Parker. Meanwhile, earlier tonight, LeBron. LeBron stutter steps, dribbles between his legs, three on the way. He did in game two over Ibaka, and the Cavaliers have opened up a 95 80 lead. Cleveland! I like how the Cavs radio network, they, they can all sound excited when they watch LeBron. Oh my God, something I've seen a thousand times. They're pretty good actors. LeBron just dribbled twice in a row. He's spinning the ball on his finger, just take it from him, Ibaka. 35 points for LeBron tonight to go along with eight rebounds, seven assists, also. 15 out of 16 from the free throw line. The Cavaliers get out to a lead in the third quarter, and then they blow the doors off of the Raptors in the fourth quarter, outscoring them 36-17. to They lead that series three games to none right now. DeMar DeRozan had a great night tonight, but it wasn't enough. 37 points. Kyle Lowry did not play due to his sprained left ankle. And if there's one thing now we're learning, it's another night and another bad game in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, in the second round in the playoffs. We have had one good game since the second round began on Sunday. One. We had one close game, one game that we were like, ooh, and that was game two between the Celtics and the Wizards. That's it. We've had one good game all week. Now we are seeing chalk move on, and what LeBron tells you, watching the Cavaliers win this game, this shows and proves to you that the NBA regular season is an 82-game preseason. You can say all you want about, all you know, Kevin Durant ruined the regular season by making it predictable and all these. No, the regular season in the NBA 
is completely an 82-game preseason. At the beginning of the year, before they even tip the ball off, all right, what do we tell you? We're going to play 82 games, Mm -hmm. and we're going to find out that the Cavaliers are going to get back to the finals, and the only question is who are they going to play to get there? And the Warriors are going to get back to the finals, and the only question is they're likely going to play the Spurs. So that, that was that was on the the day before opening night. Yeah, at least on said. the Western Conference this is what side we're of things, see. you added one or two teams for giggles. Right. And certainly on the Eastern Conference side, you picked a, a separate magic marker or, or the dry erase marker, and you went up there and you added a couple teams just saying wishing and hoping. You threw Toronto up. You said, all right, maybe the Bulls or the Knicks and these veteran yeah, but guys But Toronto's been generic the, the way they were. All the, te- all the teams have been. We played 82 games yeah. to find out. Boston's not bad, and Isaiah Thomas is really good. And James Harden is really good now that he's bought into Mike D'Antoni's system. So 82 games, 30 teams coast-to-coast. We played 82-game season Mm -hmm. all the way up and down to basically find out that Isaiah Thomas is really good and James Harden can can make the next step to being the evolution of a star basketball player. Well, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double. No, no, but this is the playoffs. I'm talking about what did we learn in the playoffs. 82-game preseason. Russell Westbrook was great, but no matter what, we knew they were going home because the team wasn't very right, good. Right, but it gave us a nice storyline. Right. It was it, Vegas that's, misdirection. That's, that's awesome. it. But what did we find? We told you the night before the season, <laughs> Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors, likely Golden State would beat San Antonio. 82 games for the only things we found out were the Celtics, Isaiah Thomas, and the Rockets, James Harden. That's it. I mean, really, that's worth 82 games? And the thing is, is that... You know, Mark Cuban had that big warning a few years ago. Oh, the NFL is going to cannibalize itself, and there's going to be too much NFL, and and everybody is going to wind up walking away from the game. And the Raiders go down. Pigs get slaughtered, and yeah. all that. It was a great sound. And everybody said, "Oh, Mark Cuban, you're stupid. Stick to the NBA." Oh, wait a minute. Hey, Mark Cuban may know what he's talking about because what's happening? The NFL is cannibalizing itself. There's too much product, and ratings are going down. But this is what's going to happen to the NBA because fans are starting to figure out now. The regular season is irrelevant. And, you know, if I miss games here and there, what do I need? What what does it matter? Because in the end, I know the Golden State Warriors are going to make it to the NBA Finals. It's going to happen until Draymond Green blows it up. It's going to happen. We know as long as LeBron James is elite, the Cavaliers are going to win the Eastern Conference. And people are going to start slowly like they are in the NFL. I I don't need to see this game. I don't need to see it because here I am again in the middle of the playoffs, and I realize not only am I getting blowouts every night, so it's hard to watch all the way through, um, even though there's great Mm storylines. In the end, when I watch for results, we need something more. You know, we we talked the other night about storylines are awesome and how the NBA does drama, and they know how to keep people interested. But the bottom line is you got to have – there's got to be some kind of something at stake for the games. And when you have an 82-game preseason, it's hard. But listen, I can just unplug, and we'll start watching the beginning of the playoffs because that's really, like, 82 games from November until now to find out about Isaiah Thomas and James Harden. Well, but that's the hard part is that for years, the argument has been don't start till Christmas because guys are still working themselves into shape in the first month of the season. Look, you got college football in full swing. You've got the NFL, so why bother? And so – the whole let's shorten the regular season. That's been the battle cry. The thing that that the NBA has to resist is being too rash and coming back with some huge proposal to the CBA and to the Players Association that, that's too radical because this will be a short-lived burst in terms of this excellence of execution at the top of the heap. 
right? LeBron James, eventually, in theory, father time, has beaten every other player that's ever played. And eventually it'll be LeBron James' turn to go walk down. But is that two years from now, three years from now? You have to wait it out. Mm-hmm. Because the Eastern Conference, once he's out of the picture and those Cavs are out of the picture, as much as you love Kevin Love and, and Kyrie Irving, got a 7-for-21 night, still in a blowout, laughing and walking away today. They're, they're not boat racing everybody. Yeah, but how many more years is that? No, but how much can you do? How many, say LeBron has until he's 36. Okay. That's four more years. Sure. And they're going to keep reinventing and keep bringing guys in, and then LeBron will rest. He'll play 40 games during the regular season and then all during the playoffs. The Warriors aren't going. As long as everybody resigns, that's not going anywhere. The Warriors, and you know, with four All-Stars on the floor, that's going to continue to happen. Greg Popovich and the Spurs, as boring as they are, are going to continue to mind-numbingly win games and go far in the playoffs, and then he's going to be surly during his post-game press conference. That's still going to happen. Those are storylines that this, you're talking about the next three or four years. Oh, sure. This is the NBA. But this you is can't what we're going to get. radically change what you've got in the regular season is the point. And I don't know that people are going to go out in mass. They're still going to want to see the stars and the performances, even if they know the end game has nothing to do with the team. Because how many teams know going in? They don't have a, a no, chance to compete for but, a title, let alone compete for a playoff no, but, but you're going to see the ratings. And, and my point is the ratings are going to be like the NFL. Mark Cuban said all the ratings. And you're seeing the NFL ratings are kind of, you know, slowly. We're losing 4% here, 2% here, 1% here. For a couple of different reasons. Right. The same thing for the NBA. You're see, where the NBA we're losing 4% now, here, 1% here, 6% here. Losing people is never good. No, they're still in a, in a growth pattern at this point in terms of the globalization. And even domestically, we've seen the ratings have been strong. So I think you got a ways, unless you start putting stuff on HLN again, then, then you got problems. But until then... I think you're what in is, decent shape. Why are you so anti forensic files? Why what you're why are you anti that? I just think it's funny because it's a station that nobody heard of until hey, at the conclusion of this game, we'll take you to this in progress. If you want to watch it now, we'll go to HLN. It's the I immediately kept saying, What am I gonna get? So is the, it gonna be a but, nice lamp? But that's is who it gonna be a mop? partners are. That's who they had. That's no, the it's part of the portfolio. Partner. I get it. But my initial reaction is I'm going to need a credit card and some caffeine because there's going to be some great trading cards or sports memorabilia packages later on at night. And then I realize, oh, wait a minute. It's forensic files and criminal investigation as opposed to a shopping network. You may need to know that at some point. You may need to watch the NBA playoffs and then realize that, oh, they can find this forensic evidence. So when you want to steal a mailbox, you may know that, okay, they can pull your prints off it now. Yeah, but see, I talk to friends who have experience in that (laughs) part of uh, the criminal world. Uh, Just so you know, when I took the mailbox, I did have gloves on. Because it was late at night where outside I did have gloves on. Not going to fight. You're out of your mind. Twitter and how about no can't get me statute of limitations is long gone federal crime baby. long gone nope. nope nope what if the glove didn't fit uh it, and it didn't because now I I would pretend to put it on that I couldn't fit my hand I'd say I can't do it can't, yeah but see with those little panda hands any glove is fitting I can give you my eight year old's glove and I think it's coming <laughs> over like perfectly I gotta tell you unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt does a great bit on the OJ glove. Well, there you go. Great, but on the OJ Glove. Let's check that out. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, live from the Geico Studios. Jason, Mike Harmon. Uh, San Antonio now back out to a nine-point lead over Houston, 66-57, under three minutes to go in the third quarter. But coming up next, 
we wave farewell to an absolute NFL legend, a guy who it's going to take five years for everybody to realize, wow, I really miss him. That's next, Fox. You know how this bothers me? Not at all. Big ball is chicken. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen, live from the Geico Studios. Happy Friday night. Houston trailing San Antonio, 68-62. LaMarcus Aldridge, 16 points, five boards. He is at the free throw line trying to add to this lead. 39 seconds left in the third quarter. Meanwhile, early tonight, the Cavaliers beat the Raptors 115-94. But numbers... We got numbers. You want to know how many shoes LeVar Ball has sold? Oh, get in there. In we the got hard numbers. 24 hours. We've been able to verify this number. We It is verified. We have it. It was great detective work by the person who did this. We give them full credit. We will have that number for you coming up in 10 minutes. Can't wait. Ball was chicken. I don't know how much chicken he sold. I mean, maybe. I you know I don't know. I'd like the three-piece. Oh, that's $75. Oh, all right, Craig. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Do you want sides? Yes, I'd like macaroni and cheese and uh, mashed potatoes. Okay, that's $25 a side. Ah, two for 40 Oh, great. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's because everybody's been in the darkness for 100 years. And I'd like a large Diet Coke. Oh, $38. All right, great. That would be some kind, of, some kind of dinner, I'll tell you what. But. We wave goodbye to an absolute legend right now. And Mike Harmon, I know this is a very difficult day for you, except, you know, maybe it's not really. Because the story we first brought you last night, that Jay Cutler, Bears quarterback, scourge of the NFL, had a tryout with Fox to be a game analyst. Fox had an opening following John Lynch's departure to become the GM of the San Francisco 49ers. So yesterday we talked about the possibility, we love the fact that Jay Cutler would come in and potentially be a a uh, game analyst because whether it's a surly Jay Cutler, whether he cares about it or not, whether he smokes in the booth or no, not. No, come on now. But th- he should you're start. Perpe- say- no, but you're perpetuating a lot of myths. He should, and a okay, lot of what I said okay. last night was echoed by ex-teammates, right. opponents, and everybody else. Hang on. Hang on. He doesn't smoke, but the smoking Jay Cutler meme, wouldn't it be better if he smoked in the Broadcast booth, how cool would that be? What, that's a habit he's going to pick up now? Hi, I'm Kevin Burkhardt along with Jay Cutler. He just got this cigarette just dangling from his mouth. What's up, everybody? That would be fun. Wow. All right? Pick up a terrible habit because (laughs) there's a meme. Well, listen. Look, Cespedes can go in there. Vladdy can go. You know, those guys can just just, just smoke on each each side of Kevin Burkhardt. Okay, then. Uh, Surly. He has been surly in his career. And does he care? I don't know if he cares about broadcasting or not, but he would be fun. I'd have that thing about him. I, I like. I I have more. I want to see Jay Cutler broadcast than Tony Romo. And we find out today that is absolutely the case. Jay Cutler has accepted a role as a color commentator for Fox Sports, ending his 11-year NFL career. Cutler calling the decision permanent. He went on ESPN 1000's Waddle and Sylvie show on Friday and said, I don't really see anything else happening. I'm happy with where I am in my life and in the future going forward. So we can go ahead and stamp that. It's permanent. That's a final. The Jay Cutler era in the NFL is over. Take that for data. Well, you never slam the door completely when you're a quarterback. 
The only team he talked poor. to, the only team he talked to that had any substantial yeah, conversations with were the Jets. So when it's the Jets or retiring, Jay Cutler chose retiring. It's a final. Well, we get into the discussions of how much money we're talking about going back and forth. The Jets knowing that they're significantly uh, far away from being a productive, challenging team going into this season. So why not either A, see what you have Mm -hmm. at quarterback currently, or B, convert someone from another position who isn't going to start and let him just do the two-step and hand things off instead (laughs) of paying a guy like Cutler or Colin Kaepernick to come in. Because you're not bringing Ryan Fitzpatrick back. He's still out there waiting for that phone call. But not going to happen. Like we talked about it yesterday, Jay Cutler, and you can go through a number of ex-teammates saying, well, remember, the narrative that is broadcast during highlight reels, not necessarily the guy. that It doesn't necessarily reflect the guy on the whole. And certainly with Jay Cutler, what did you get? It, was, it became how many times can we put a montage together of him either looking surly, mm-hmm. looking disinterested. Smoking. Angry. Adding a superimposed <laughs> cigarette, yes, that does happen on occasion. But the the fact of the matter is when you did catch him and you weren't putting the weight of the world on his shoulders mm. in a press conference, was he actually one to give nice, snarky, thoughtful responses. But those don't play in the national narrative. No. Just like with Tony Romo. Yeah. You didn't get a lot of what Tony Romo was all about either. It was much easier to just go and continue to play whack-a-mole with his reputation and any of his reactions. So what are the Jets and the rest of the NFL missing? Now, the Jay Cutler, off his back, maybe he'll broadcast off his back foot. Maybe he'll make observations that are kind of risky. What is the NFL missing now that Jay Cutler has decided to hang up his cleats for good and trade him in for a microphone? Deep ball. D'Angelo Hall with his fourth interception of the game. You know, Jay Cutler wants to take a shot, but there's not there's no double move to get D'Angelo Hall to jump it. Cutler sits in the pocket and throws a pick right to Casey Hayward. Hayward has room to run. And that could not have been more in the direction of the rookie who now has six picks. I mean Cutler put it right in his chest. All right, we can't play every Jay Cutler interception. The show's not Third down and five. Snap to Cutler. What do you mean? Intercepted. Intercepted. (laughs) And down the sideline to the end zone. Nick Collins, he's taken out of bounds. You know, yesterday and for several opportunities this week, you've gone out of your way to try to make me all tear up. No. With that, with that song oh, from the Fast and the the Furious song. See you again. Sure. Like every time I hear those, it's like a dagger. Oh, we have that song. You want to hear that song? Oh. Hey, no, we have that song. Play that song. Pass is picked off by Burnett. As that one got away from Jay Cutler, and Burnett has his second of the day trying to get it to Roy Williams. How can we not talk about Jay Cutler when Jay Cutler's no, all the no, league? No, no, no. Play, play that last one back. Listen to the final words. Pass is picked off by Burnett. As that one got away from Jay Cutler, and Burnett has his second of the day. Trying to get it to Roy Williams. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Roy Williams was on the field. <laughs> I didn't run a right route to final. No, I, I, now, here's the, here's the truth about Jay Cutler. Because every quarterback who starts and has some kind of time in the NFL leaves a legacy. And 
Jay Cutler's legacy is this. From the 24, <laughs> Cutler kicks. Wow. And The first turnover of the game. We haven't even gotten to a six-pick night from a few years ago. I haven't gotten to that yet. But Jay Cutler leaves a legacy, and his legacy is this. Okay, I thought there was another pick coming down. Weren't we doing and the five? That, it was only five, wasn't it? Here's, <laughs> here's Cutler's legacy. Five years from now, sometimes you need to get away from somebody and away from something to realize where their place in history is. Sometimes it's, you know, when a president leaves office, you re- don't realize their full impact until years later. Like Jimmy Carter was a great example of that. Sometimes you just need some, some distance away. In five years, when we're going to talk about Jay Cutler, we're going to go, man, I miss that guy. I miss the back foot, questionable throws, interception, bad body language because he was fun. Fans are going to say, Cutler was fun to watch. He was maddening to watch, but he was fun. Bears fans will say, I miss Jay Cutler. Players will say, I miss Jay Cutler because he was tough, he was a gunslinger, and he was Brett Favre without the success. But he was fun. And we don't have quarterbacks like that anymore. Guys don't come into the game. There's no more Favre. That's why we talk about last gunslingers. There's no more Favre. There's no more Jay Cutler. No one who's going to throw the football and say, screw it. I'm throwing off my back foot to the end, but you know what's worse could happen? I'm going to try to get, it, get get the ball. I'm going to try to throw for a 40-yard touchdown here because we're having trouble moving the football. In five years, we will realize how much we miss Jay Cutler because his style of play, which was fun, is going to be gone. It'll be completely gone from the NFL because all the quarterbacks are going to be guys who complete a high percentage of passes, can throw it deep, can throw the short. They're going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. But these guys, these guys that stand out, the guys that walk around on the field with a, like they have a gun on their hip like they're a sheriff and they're in the Old West, those guys are going to be gone. And Cutler's gone. For five years, we're going to go, boy, Jay Cutler was fun. Boy, I miss Jay Cutler. Well, but that's the other parallel of he and Romo stepping out at the same time, going to broadcast. Because we sit here in the Geico studios, having watched years of football and yelling at the screens together and working to bring analysis and enlightenment and levity to you during those games that, you know, you watched both those guys took a lot of big hits. Kept coming back for more. But Jay Cutler, nobody can question the toughness, certainly on the field over his career. And when you look at everything, and especially for Bears fans, and this is one that's more the the insulated, isolated Midwestern view, is show me who was better in a Bears uniform as a quarterback. For all his faults, mm-hmm. what else have you had? Vince Evans? You, you stand him up against a, a lot of bums. Bob Avellini? Bob Avellini. Eric Kramer? There you go. He had a couple of Doug Flutie? Years. Yeah. McMahon won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But was he a, a great quarterback? Jim Miller? Yeah. <laughs> just keep going. Jim Drucken Miller. And yeah, just go on down the All line. The through. I'm out of guys named Cade Miller. McNown. You want me to keep going? No. Trust me. We're going to miss Jay Cutler. May, right now, it's all oh, Cutler's gone. He stinks. Bob, but no, trust Not me. me. We're going to miss Jay Cutler. You're gonna, everybody's going to miss him. If you don't miss him now, you're going to miss him in a couple all of years. All of those got wow. the tears you've been looking for all, all week for everything else. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason Mike Harmon Tonight Show, and every night from the Geico Studios in one minute. How many sneakers did LeVar Ball sell in the first 24 hours? We'll tell you, but first. Here's what's trending. Big ball of shoes, big ball of chicken. Big ball of barbecue.
I love the shoes. I love the chicken. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon. In the Geico Studios, call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on auto insurance. Nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. San Antonio on top of Houston now, 74-70. Spurs with the ball. Again, a four-point lead for the Spurs trying to hold on when this one, their first game without Tony Parker. But for the last 24 hours, we've all been on LeVar Ball overload. Debuts his first sneaker for his son Lonzo, who will be one of the top picks in the NBA draft, probably one number two at worst, and put the sale price on there of $495. $495 for a pair of Lonzo Ball shoes. If you can't afford that, if you want to get a pair of sandals, sandals were $220. So it was a very high-profile release for LeVar Ball. We spent a lot of time last night talking about this from many different angles, and now we're going to push the conversation forward because we know how many sneakers Lonzo slash LeVar Ball sold in the first 24 hours. LeVar Ball didn't want to partner up with Adidas and Under Armour and Nike because it was either you absorb my big baller brand or we're going someplace else. So now the shoe is coming out in November, but the debut yesterday, Everywhere, social media, it took over. LeVar Ball, Big Baller Brand, Lonzo Ball, all trending on Twitter. Many people spent so much time, so you couldn't buy that kind of publicity. Earlier today, the first reports came out that he had sold 5,000 shoes. Media, a lot of shoes. That's, a lot, that's big, uh, big cash right there. Media Takeout had that report. That turned out to be incorrect. That would have been $2.5 million. I knew that was false before that came out because LeVar Ball went on Dan Lebitard's show earlier today, and Dan Lebitard asked him how the sales were going. And the first thing LeVar Ball would have said if he had sold 5,000 pairs of shoes were, I made $2.5 million today. That's the first thing he would have said. He would have tweeted it. He would have done interviews. I made $2.5 million in the first 24 hours, and now we're on our way to billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. That's the first thing you would have said. But instead he just said, oh, you know, sales are okay. Big time ups to NiceKicks.com, a website. Darren Ravel of ESPN tweeted out a link to this column, who did a lot of detective work into trying to figure out how many sneakers LeVar Ball sold. And it was a pretty scientific method, helped by the fact that Chad Ochocinco bought a pair and tweeted out that he bought a pair. And is that really all you need to know? The first guy saying I bought a pair is Chad Ochocinco. Hey, for five hundred dollars, I can I can buy like an afternoon of publicity because I'm dying to be relevant. Well, yes. someone will talk to him and what made you buy him? Oh, sure, yeah, I'll, 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 anything you want because no one's talking to me for anything else. So yeah, I'll buy a pair of sneakers. So he buys a pair of sneakers and then on the website, this guy waits a few hours to buy a pair. He's comparing invoice numbers and where things go. Again, a lot of great detective work. And again, Darren Ravel tweets out the link to this column. And it turns out that in the last 24 hours, there were 328 transactions on the website. 263 of them were for sneakers. The rest were for some other items on the website. Maybe it's a $50 hat. Maybe it's a $70 hoodie. Maybe it's a $220 sandal. But 263 pairs of sneakers. In the first 24 hours. Now, look, 
I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure that I sold more books in the first 24 hours when my You mean novel your novel found? Yeah, I, you know, I think I sold more books when that came out. <laughs> 263 pairs did, of shoes. Did Not you get $500 of books? I know I didn't get $500 <laughs> a book. I think I got 3.99. Amazon.com the uh uh, the digital copy was, uh, or ebook was three ninety nine, and then the paperback was fourteen ninety five. I think was what it was. Uh, and so now two hundred and sixty three pairs of sneakers. So in the first day, where you get all this publicity, two hundred and sixty three pairs of sneakers uh-huh. were sold. This goes to show you that when people say things like, oh, LeVar Ball, we're laughing at him, but look at him, we're talking about him, he's relevant, he's dominating conversation. Just because we're talking about you doesn't mean that that translates into popularity and sales. Okay? A friend of mine, Caleb Bacon, who's a writer in Hollywood, Mm -hmm. he's come in here a bunch of times, he's the real, the ghost of Dr. James Naismith, who, oh, by the way, we have to have him in uh, when we get to the semifinals in the the playoffs. What? We said it was Caleb. He's written in TV for a long time, a bunch of shows, Sullivan and Son. Um, he wrote on, uh, uh, what's the other big show he did? I think he did Two and a Half Men for a little bit as well. And we were having a conversation once, and we were talking about, you know, I said, boy, I, you know, we're talking about my book, actually, when it was coming out. And I said, oh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to sell. I have no idea, but I wrote it. And honestly, that was the most fun part for me. And he says, yeah, he goes, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know because I don't know. I never know how anybody's, anything they do is going gonna, is gonna to do because I know comedians who have gone on like Conan Show and Jimmy Kimmel. And, you know, they go on for three or four minutes and they do a bit and they kill. And they're hilarious and, like, Conan will talk to them for a couple of minutes and all this. And then they get no spike at all. Like, no one buys their CD. No one buys extra tickets to go see them at their performances they have coming up. No one hits their website up to find out what's going on with them and can I go see them, you know, do a, do a show somewhere. Sometimes it happens that way. Sometimes it takes off. And sometimes it doesn't. And you would think that a guy could go on Conan and go on his show and, and kill and be on like, boy, that guy's funny. He's going to be a star. But not everybody is Amy Schumer, you know, and not everybody is, is, is somebody else. Everybody is Ron White that can do something like But so that happens. Just because we talked about LeVar, but LeVar Ball is a story. Everything going on, it is a story. But this doesn't mean that's going to translate into sneaker sales because, as we've seen, when, when he launched, had all the free publicity in the world, BigBallerBrand.com. 263 pairs of sneakers. 263. Yeah, as, as we go through the receipts and noise, and we'll, it'll come out in the wash. And even if it doesn't, it's been a nice experiment in brand recognition and having people love or hate you just based on hearing your name. That's that's the way it's worked for LeVar Ball at this process. In the end, his kid's still going to be a top draft choice. And for all we can gather, there's never actually going to be a real shoe. <laughs> Maybe this is all just a how can I own the news cycle and show that everybody just gets up in arms and gets on their soapbox and, and are full of hot air about nothing in particular. Just like me. I'm LeVar Ball. <laughs> I mean, that's it. That's a statement. It could all just be, hey, for giggles. It's a sociological experiment. Or at least I choose to look at it that way. Twitter at how about a fresca Twitter at how about a fresca the Jason Smith show Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios coming up next more on what's going on between San Antonio and Houston and a big time star in the NBA is trying to get poached by some other GMs 
a shocking story coming up next, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Great news, great news. You can save money. There's a quick way to do it. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Right now, four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and the San Antonio Spurs, minus Tony Parker and minus minus Tim Duncan, TJ. Let's not forget about that. Have an 11-point lead over the Rockets, 91-80. to 80. Again, just under four minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. LaMarcus Aldridge leading the way with 26 points. Kawhi Leonard has 24. Patty Mills just hit a huge three to give him 10 points, five rebounds on the night. It is a 91-80 lead for San Antonio. And look, we'll get into this in a, in a bigger way at the top of the hour, but I don't want to say we told you so, but we, we kind of told you so. Uh, don't break your shoulder or arm <laughs> trying to pat yourself on the back there. I mean, in the Geico studios, we say lots of oft-times overlooked but brilliant things. You can catch them on the podcast on iTunes. Download it. Give it five stars. Tell your friends. Evangelize. Also, Google but, Play and Stitcher. Don't forget. That is there right. And iTunes, right after the show is over, it goes up. Look, we're everywhere, dominating ear holes of America. LaMarcus Aldridge, this is his biggest scoring output since March 21st. Since they got him from the Blazers. Well, I I thought I was going to have to keep scrolling, but in the middle of it, I found a 26-point game. It's like I started going, there's more, there's more. No, no. Scroll. Because when you look at the Spurs overall, that's the one guy that's been singled out of Mm -hmm. not quite being the game-to-game presence that they anticipated. But coming up big here, both in the scoring column and on the glass, kicking the ball out, keeping possessions alive, and getting those open jump shots. If we know one thing about the NBA, it's that they're a group of poachers. It's a group of teams and GMs who are trying to prey on weakness. And when, you know, a team's having a tough day or five or six year stretch, oh, they're just going to try to prey on you. You're going to give up something in a trade that you normally wouldn't. It's a microcosm of capitalism and what America stands for. What What are you talking about? You made it sound all bad and... Well, unwieldy. Well, because I'm upset because, as has been reported in the last couple of hours, several teams reached out to the Knicks to talk about trading for Kristaps Porzingis in the days after he skipped his exit meeting with Phil Jackson and GM Steve Mills. Porzingis, Porzingis, You're not poaching him. Look, he's 21. Both his last two years, he has worn down a little bit in the second half of the season. Well, he's had a little bit of the Hayden Christensen yeah. kind of de- <laughs> demeanor from the. If you don't remember who he is, he's the guy that played Anakin Skywalker. You mean the, I can't be in Force Awakens? Ah, crap! Here but, we're gonna put your ghost shadow behind people. Here's the thing: he's a he's a bigger player, and he still needs to get used to the pounding. He needs to put more weight. He's only 21. He's gonna be Dirk. I'm, there's no doubt in my mind. He's gonna be a more athletic Dirk. And when that happens, probably when he's 23, 24, watch out. The Knicks will give him anything they want to. But stop calling to poach my guy. Put put your phones down. Call Magic Johnson. He'll give you anybody he wants to off that roster. 
Put your phones down. Stop trying to poach Porzingis. If Phil Jackson traded Porzingis, can you imagine? He wouldn't have a job the next day. Burn down the garden. The only reason he has a job now is because he drafted Porzingis. If he didn't draft Porzingis. Well, no, 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 no. It's because his owner's an absentee owner. Well, there is that too. When asked anything about the franchise and its direction, defers to one Phil Jackson. Ask Phil. (laughs) (laughs) But that sounded like he was. You know, smoking doobies I mean, as he's answering that question. Hey, man, just ask Phil. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad life philosophy in some respects. What, get high and own NBA team and unplug? No. That's the, your advice? No, the, I think that was your no, advice. I believe you're... I'm pretty sure. No, I believe it was the ask Phil part of things. All right. Historically, no, until I, he took this front office job no, with the I, Knicks, it had been a pretty good idea to ask Phil about things because he was a winner. We didn't know it was happening. We didn't know what trade we wanted to make. So Phil went in the middle of the desert, loaded up with a whole bunch of peyote. And, and he then, started talking to that coyote, <laughs> voiced by Johnny Cash, like in the <laughs> Simpsons. And the coyote told him to trade Porzingis. So we're trading Porzingis for Lou Williams. All right, that's how it's going to go. <laughs> I mean, th- this is, if he ever trade Porzingis not only, and the thing is, it's not just Porzingis is good, but he's been embraced by the Knicks fan base. And to trade a great player who has been embraced, you can't do it. You could trade Melo because half the fan base hates him because he's never won. You can get rid of, you can get rid of Melo. Fine. Who's, who's trading for that? You can't do it. <laughs> Just wait for the Clippers, buddy. Wait for the Clippers. Really? Trust me, they'll wow. do it. Oh, the Knicks will get something. The Knicks will get Blake. But Just watch. Look at Blake, Austin Rivers, and J.J. Redick. Look at all of those guys. Buddy, do I need to make sure to slap you to make sure you're awake and this isn't some... Crazy dream you're having early on Friday night. But the most important thing I will ever tell you on this radio show, stay away from Porzingis, okay? Stay away. I can't wait to see that come to fruition in the Geico Studios. We'll watch that on tape. You're going crazy after the trading of your guy. Coming up next, we'll get back to the biggest NBA story of the night, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. And, you know, I worry right now, Mike Harmon, Patrick Beverly, his head may explode before this game is over. There is a minute to go. San Antonio leads Houston 100-90 to after maybe the worst offensive foul call I've seen in quite some time on Pau Gasol. But Patrick Beverly is just screaming at the officials every time I look up, his his head may fly off. He's the guy that actually drew the charge, and it was a terrible, Ooh. terrible call. He was still sliding up and under Pau Gasol as he went to the rack with a minute 16 remaining. He got the call, and he was still in the official's face. <laughs> James Harden just threw a pass out of bounds to nobody, so the Spurs are watching the clock tick down now under 40 seconds left. They just hit a three. It's a 13-point lead. That is going to be it. The Spurs, without Tony Parker, are going to win this game and go up two games to one. Now, this pass that you're going to see on the highlights tonight, it's going to be one of those memes that's, watch this James Harden pass to no one in the fourth quarter. It's going to it go, it's going to go crazy pass, on the internet. Though, because yeah. if there was a target there, that was a beautiful bounce pass. There was no player there. No, there was but nobody. But if he was trying to get into, say, no. a peach basket or no. something <laughs> that was lined up a la Bozo Buckets back in the day. Then, then you had a winner. Uh, it really was awful. 
And not that they were going to win because even if they get a hoop there, they're still down eight with a minute left to go, and it's over now. It's a 103-92 lead with 6.8 seconds left to go. Mike D'Antoni's thinking, oh, doing a lot of smirking with his, I should have had my mustache. How fast can I grow this mustache back? We're going to have to do that. Meanwhile, we actually very quickly, Golden Headphones, Justin Frostberg got audio of the James Harden pass. Uh All right, go ahead. Let's hear it. Deep ball. D'Angelo Hall with his fourth interception of the game. You know, Jay Cutler wants to take a shot, but there's not there's no double move to get D'Angelo Hall to jump it. Well, it was that this, bad. So D'Angelo Hall in, Big, Wait, wait, in, wait, 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 wait. Big Fox on the call there. Okay, now go ahead. D'Angelo Hall in this particular play was playing the role of the cameraman that James Harden bounced the pass to. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I'm just trying to make sure we we get the narrative and we we draw those parallel lines. Okay. But certainly something that will be there. When they still had a a shot, he'd come down the court, hit a couple of threes in a row to keep them within, get it back to single digits. Never really threatened. But, look, when you're the home crowd, you're you're wishing and hoping on every possession. And then Harden – Bounce pass to nobody. 103.92 is your final call, is your final score. We'll have the final call upcoming momentarily. LaMarcus Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard both go for 26. Leonard, 26, 10 rebounds and 7 assists, a near triple-double for him. 7 assists again. Pau Gasol with 12. Danny Green had 11. Patty Mills, what do we talk? I feel like you know, two nights ago we told you everything was going to happen. We said, watch. I tweeted it out. We talked about it. Without Tony Parker, it's okay. The Spurs will be fine because they have the best bench in the NBA. They have four or five guys that come off and can go nine and five anytime. They don't have guys that come off and go for 25 a night like Jamal Crawford or J.J. Redick or, or what the Clippers do. But they have the best bench because that's everybody on their bench. They'll move things around. They'll move guys around. And they will suck up Tony Parker's minutes. Look, Tony Parker really isn't every other game guy anyway. Maybe he's in every three games guy at this point in his career. They will be fine. We told you everybody's going to know Patty Mills' name. And the average NBA fan will start knowing Patty Mills' name because he's going to play longer minutes now for a long stretch of time. Look, he had a he had a nice postseason back in 2014, but still – you know, the hardcore NBA fan knows Patty Mills. As the Spurs continue to win, Patty Mills and his importance, he's the best backup point guard in the NBA, will continue to be stressed. He did not have a great game the first three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, when the Spurs poured it on, he winds up with 15 points, five rebounds, two assists, and two steals for the night. Spurs 103, Rockets 92. We told you the Spurs would be fine. The Spurs are not to be fine. Should have called Todd Furman. Should put money on this guy. I would have won a lot of money on this game. Buddy, that's a short drive. We really no, just stepped I, I, out. I, I no, could, you follow I the could, I could tweet Furman, and he could do it for me. I gotta, You know what I got to do? I don't know that that's legal. Why Why can't I? No, it's legal, right? It's still your bet. And yeah. You're across state but You know what lines. I need? No, you know what I need is I need I need a uh, uh, an account. I need an account like, hey, on my account, do this when we put this on the Spurs. Well, when you say it that way, now it becomes a transaction. And uh, transactional kind of basis. Patty Mills, two of ten from three, minus seven for the night. So we'll we'll put a we'll just run a marker over that. So we'll get rid of the minus seven to keep the narrative. But five guys in, in double figures. The big story of the game though was Lamarcus Aldridge. When it comes down to it, a guy who's been ripped throughout this entire season for not being a superstar. Still averaged seventeen points a game, but not quite 
what people anticipated on his arrival. 12 of 20 for the night and those seven rebounds. So when you pair, pair him with Leonard and what do we say the other night as well, that Leonard would be bringing the ball up a lot more frequently with Parker out. And that's exactly who had the ball down the stretch. Wasn't anybody else that has the PG next to their name. It's like, no, we give it to our best player and let him handle his business. And for all the people who go through the stat sheet, if they didn't watch this game, Harden was awful for a good chunk of the night from the field. Actually drew an offensive foul while taking a three-point shot. Go through NBA history. I bet you can't find a lot of guys that have pulled that one off (laughs) and gotten the call. Finished a respectable 14 of 28, but too little too late after the big deficit hit some threes down the stretch to make that look nice and and clean. But overall, dug them too big a hole to come back for it. He was minus 14 on the evening. So now the Spurs take a two games to one lead in their best of seven series. And this gets us to our next topic that we have been talking about tonight when it comes to the NBA playoffs. As earlier, we had another game that was a blowout. Again, a whole week of second-round games um, from Sat Sunday through Friday and throwing the last game of the, of the Jazz and the Clippers because that was Sunday too. And we've had exactly one, quote, good game all week long. We had game two of the Celtics and the Wizards. That's been it. LeBron James and the Cavaliers blow out the Raptors 115-94. LeBron goes for 35 Eight and seven, 15 out of 16 from the free throw line. So maybe he's put his free throw woes behind him. Kyle Lowry did not play for the Raptors. DeMar DeRozan with a huge game. He went for 37. But this game, what was somewhat close in the fourth quarter, the Cavaliers outscored the Raptors 36-17, and now they're up three games to none. What this shows you, what we've seen right now, is that The NBA regular season is an 82-game preseason. The last couple of years, we have gotten into that territory because here's LeBron James and the Cavaliers who are just cruising their way to the Eastern Conference Finals where there will be whoever they play to get to the NBA Finals. The Warriors, the same way. If we go back to opening night, right? We go back to opening night. Everybody in the world, NBA fan, well, you know, you could say, okay, What's What are we going to be looking at on Cinco de Mayo? What are we looking at Cinco de Mayo? Well, okay, in the playoffs, uh, the Cavaliers are going to get out of the East and play for the NBA title against the Warriors, who are going to get out of the West, and likely the Warriors will play the Spurs to get to the NBA Finals. Right? That's what everybody knew opening night. All right, And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. 82 games we spent this season to get to a point where we all knew was going to happen on opening night. The only things we found out that has been playoff relevant is that the Celtics are better than we thought, and Isaiah Thomas is a star, and James Harden can be an even better player than we thought he was. That's it. That's the that's the only thing we found out that has any sort of consequences on the playoffs. The Raptors are still the Raptors. The Wizards are still the Wizards. The Clippers are the Clippers. The Jazz are the Jazz. Everybody, that's how it is. We know the teams are going to get there. We spent 82 games, 30 teams, coast to coast, to find out, hey, James Harden's better than we thought, and Isaiah Thomas is a star. That's it. So when Mark Cuban talks about the NFL a few years ago and says the NFL is oversaturating, they're going to see their ratings decline, and people said, oh, you're crazy, you're stupid. Now it's, wait a minute. Mark Cuban's pretty smart because that's what's going on to the NFL. The same thing's going to happen to the NBA. 
because fans are smart, and slowly they're going to bleed viewers and they're going to bleed people going to games because they know the 82-game regular season doesn't matter. And it's not that suddenly people are going to stop watching in droves, but the NBA is going to start fighting the same problem the NFL does. Why do we lose 5% of viewers here? Why do we lose 3% of viewers here? Why do we not get people watching this nationally televised game? Because it's a preseason. Because we get to the playoffs. And if there's enough playoffs like this, it's the second one that's happening just like this, Mike. People are going to say, yeah, okay, if I miss this game in the regular season, I don't really care. I don't really care because I know how it's going to end. LeBron's got three or four more years to do this. The Warriors, if they stay together, they have three or four more years to do this. The Spurs are always going to do this. They're going to keep cycling through players as long as Greg Popovich is the coach. And they're going to be, we're going to know it's going to be the Cavaliers and the Warriors and the Spurs. And maybe there's one or two ancillary things that happen. The NBA likes to do drama. We talked about that the other night, and they do. They know. They can give us storylines that are fun. But when it comes to what happens on the court, deciding a winner and loser, the NBA regular season is an 82-game preseason. Well, what's going to be hard to determine is, just like you did with the the NFL this year, as you're trying to figure out what root causes are at work, right? Even this past week, we debated it a lot in the world of media, in our business, radio, television, and how people consume and why they're consuming or not consuming different parts of, of product lines. And for the NBA, and, and certainly for the NFL, first, we, we had so many other things. Oh, there was an election. Eh, okay, but that, how much is that if we're putting it on a big pie chart? Because it is, you know, a celebratory day today. Hmm. So in addition to drinking way too much, people are going to be out there and they're going to go find pie. And so you got to be careful mm, that you, but as you're, you're cutting the sliver out of those, you're looking at the politics come in, but people are consuming media so much differently the last couple of years. And to a large degree, we're still just getting a handle on how to properly measure it all. So it would be my estimation that, yes, we're going to see downward ratings, but that seems to be the natural course. It's not a sky is falling necessary, necessarily a scenario of that ilk. So we're looking at the NBA product. We still had all these storylines, still a wildly entertaining regular season. Yes, you didn't have big story arcs that necessarily played out, the rise of Giannis in Milwaukee and some of those other things. But people will still turn in. We're still looking at big numbers heading into the NFL playoffs, maybe not to the the peak as they were a couple years ago, but everybody assumed – once he was healthy and rolling, there was Tom Brady again. You still watched. Right now, they're 3-1 to one favorites to get back tonight <laughs> celebrating at the Kentucky Derby. And the jokes are aplenty with the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo showed up with Tom Brady. See, see he even shows him how to do the Kentucky Derby. So there, there's still a ways to go. And in the interim... I fear that we'll get to a sky is falling when we we really don't need to. Now we're get we're get it's gonna it's gonna slowly bleed. It's gonna be so slowly shaved away. Fans are smart. They're gonna realize I don't need to see this. I don't need to see. I'll wait. I'll wait till the playoffs. Eighty two game preseason. Eighty two. Well, no, the players also tell you they want to wait until. I mean, LeBron James told you before that game that he skipped against Boston. Like, yeah. Ah, I've been to six straight finals. Beat it. Uh, ready for the tweet of the night, real fast. Oh, go ahead. So we talked about Patrick Beverly, and I said, boy, he's so mad at the refs tonight. His yeah. head's going to explode. Nick says, I'd settle for his ACL exploding. Hashtag blank that guy. Wow. That's a mean That's bleep. a guy that's been listening to the show a lot. <laughs> that's a P1 right there. Thanks, buddy. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. Speaking of Vegas, 
You want to meet the horses? You want to get prepped for the Kentucky Derby? Everything you need to know? We're going to go to McDonald. We're going to go to Vegas. Coming up next for all the inside information you need. See, I got you on the whole horse. That that's Okay, that's next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon. Great news. Great news. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Here's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Getting set to head out to Vegas right now. Get all the latest for the Kentucky Derby coming up tomorrow. And TJ, certainly Gervin, one of the favorites ridden by the Iceman in this race. I mean, this is this is where <laughs> Berman is made to happen, you know, for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, TJ, many things are fast and accurate, like the horse that won the spiral at Turfway. Nice. How about untrapped? He'll need to get untrapped off the rail or from the back of the pack in order to bring the long shot home. Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Catherine Zeta-Jones was in entrapment, but this horse will need to get untrapped to try to win on Saturday. There you go. You like that one? That's good. Is that a good one? That's a good segue. All right. <laughs> and knock, knock. Who's there? Phil who? Phil McCracken could win the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> Joining us now on the hotline. Wow. A man who every week wonders, what the hell am I doing talking to these guys? True. He is a former odds maker at Caesars turned bet the board podcast, our, our insider in Las Vegas, friend of the show, contributor at sportsline.com, Todd Furman. Todd, what's happening, buddy? Gentlemen, if I had any self-worth left in my entire body, I'd really have to try and reassess my lifestyle. Every single Friday night, I join you guys in these fine airwaves. <laughs> well, you know, and I like that sometimes, like when you're on a date, you spend some time. You say, hey, listen, I got to call in. And you're, I just appreciate that. I don't know how much your dates appreciate that, but we appreciate that here. Well, let's put it this way. The dates don't stick around. We have a longstanding relationship with the two of you, and it's probably healthier than with most of the girls that I've dated over the last couple of years that we've done this. I love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, now one, thing, one thing I will say, guys, I do want to know, over under 15 minutes that each of you has actually dedicated to reading about the Derby or properly preparing yourself, for the 143rd running of the Roses tomorrow. You know what? You want, you want to know a funny thing, Todd, is that I get all my information from a guy named Nick Hines. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's on TVG a lot. He's, uh, he's a big analyst for uh, Horse Racing Network. And my daughter and his Never son heard go, of him. My daughter and his son go to the – wow, that's really nice. Now, next time I see Nick, i got to explain why that's done. <laughs> and my daughter and his son go to, the, go to the school together. So anytime I see him, which usually is like once every, every week or two, we talk horse racing because I haven't, I, he's my insider. I mean, is his son there trying to book action? Do we have more aggressive paramutual? That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, is, he is a first-grade bookmaker. I mean, he's the guy out on the playground at 11.50, and it's suddenly, okay, what do you got? He's got Going the, odds on dodgeball? He's got the sheets. I mean, he's got, you know, he's got his notebook that he writes in his journal, but he also has the notebook that he has what people owe him. You know, for as many black marks as I have on my sordid experiences as a youth up through uh, my progression, so to speak, into legitimizing my career, I've never actually served as the bookie. I've served as the guy that had to go over to people's houses and knock on the bookmaker's door and talk to his mother about how much money his son or daughter, in one case, may have actually owed me. 
but I've never been the one that was actually taking bets. So that's a side of the coin. Aside from doing it legally while at Caesars, uh, I never had any of that illegal stigma attached to my no, business. Well, no, wait a minute. You Did were you, muscle? You were muscle? Yeah, exactly. Are we talking like suiting up? What did you <laughs> no, carry no, with no, you? No, no, no. You got a no, blackjack no. in your I, hand? I, I, what is... I, had to get the, I had to get the muscle to go collect. See, that's what people fail to realize. When you win consistently enough, sometimes the hardest part is going to collect. But since we see it all sensationalized in Hollywood and everywhere else, all you see is that intimidating bookmaker trying to collect from people that are down and out. They never show the other way. If you win consistently and you have to bang on people's doors to try and get the money that's rightfully yours. I'm just picturing, Todd, like that scene from the transporter, like the doorbell rings and the, the person goes, you see him look through the people, and he's just running at it to kick it open to get inside. <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not, a big guy. I'm not a big guy to begin with, maybe now at about 160 pounds soaking wet. But let me tell you, freshman year when I was about a buck 20, I was pretty intimidating going through the mean streets of the northern suburbs trying to knock down doors and get my money. Well, long muscles, lanky. Yeah. <laughs> Never lanky. see him coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so help us out here. Where is where has money gone down the last forty eight hours or so as we get closer and closer to the Derby? Well, interesting. With the morning line numbers that came out on Wednesday after post positions were drawn, Classic Empire opened the favorite at four to one, but the paramutual pool has adjusted considerably that that number has drifted out to seven. Now, of course, when you're betting into these paramutual pools, it's not like football or basketball where the numbers are fixed. You won't know exactly what those odds are until they go off. Uh, tomorrow at the track but you've seen money coming and always dreaming so much so that he is now the favorite seen prices through churchill at about seven to two i think that number will ultimately come up but when we look at the other two favorites mccracken who you guys had such an eloquent intro for earlier and no it's not bigger than mccracken it's actually a horse that probably has better hair than bill murray's character and of course uh, irish work right also at six to one i think mccracken is the one that's flying under the radar amongst the favorites when you consider Number two on Derby qualifying points, and much like Classic Empire, only two races run so far this year. The interesting part about the post that it'll be breaking from, the last horse to win from there, oh, just so happened to be our last Triple Crown winner, American Pharaoh. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, coming in from the Geico Studios on the hotline with us, former odds maker at Caesars, now running the Bet the Board podcast. Find it at Bet the Board Pod, contributor to FS1 Race Hub. CBS interact. He's all over the place. At Todd Furman is where you find it all aggregated on Twitter. So, Todd, rain is possible in the forecast, looking at maybe a 50% chance. How much is that changing how you're, you're handicapping heading towards and, and how many permutations are we looking at based on the weather for tomorrow? Yeah, it'll change things quite a bit. When you look at this field, uh, the one trend that we've seen over the last couple of years, most of these horses don't get a chance to run in the slop and some of the muck. So you don't have anything to go off like you would at some of the more traditional races uh, throughout the course uh, of the season. So the weather forecast, by all accounts, looks like the final cell should blow through, and it may actually end up getting sealed and look more like a faster track. I don't think it'll be pure slop, but the term horse racing people like to use is cuppy. So what it means is it's just a little bit of a slower track and it can be exhausting for some of the speed horses. So I think you're going to see a little bit of movement coming in off of that. Uh, At the same time, for a lot of the folks out there that aren't going to go through the programs and aren't going to do the real deep dive, uh, trust your instincts. Go with some of the horses you've read about. I don't think, though, we'll see as much money, big money, potentially in some of the exotics as we saw earlier today in the Kentucky Oaks where you had Abel Tasman up top. And I believe the Super Pecta, paid about 85000 Not a bad little payday Ooh. for about two minutes of work. All right, Todd, now I have a, a parlay for oh, you boy. now. Now it's good. I got, I got a two-quote team parlay. Are you ready? 
Uh, I'm I'm standing up, so uh, I may not be as apt to handle it. Instead, normally I'm sitting down for these things because I need to be able to roll my eyes. All right, all right. Par- I want to parlay this. We found out tonight NBA teams called the Knicks to try to poach and trade for Kristaps Porzingis. I want to parlay <laughs> the Knicks trade Porzingis with LeVar Ball selling over a 1,000 shoes on his Big Baller brand website. What do I get? I'm going to have to offer you a pretty healthy price there. I mean, I think I'd probably give you about 15 to 20 to 1 because if the Knicks do move Porzingis, who is essentially the face of the franchise now, uh, they need their heads examined. And anybody who wants to spend $495 retail on uh, the big baller brand shoes, they also need their head examined. So if these two things go down, I worry about the society we live in. And uh, your daughter's friend, the young bookmaker in the first grade, maybe the least of our society's concerns. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm already making good friends with him because I want to make sure I'm on his good side because you never know what's going to happen by the time he gets to, like, fifth grade. Hey, I I was always told one thing, guys, when it came to horses, having grown up in the Chicago suburbs, using the OTB and gone to Arlington Mm -hmm. Park a few times, you always follow the guy with dirt on his shoes. You just have to make sure that he was actually in the paddock and he wasn't coming out of the men's room. Fair point as you go. Look, when I hit the Superfecta tomorrow, I'm buying big baller brand shoes for everybody. We'll be orders 240, 241, 242, and 243. Yeah, no, and, and then I will go and help Todd Furman collect at houses in Vegas <laughs> if he needs to. That's sweet. <laughs> hey, who's there? Hey, some, guy, some guy in a Mets hat and a skinny dude who goes about 160. Yeah, let him I, in. Come on. They're not going to do always. I can always use some extra muscle, boys. So if you guys want to make a few bucks on the side, I'm more than happy to give Let's you a little bit of work. Let's get it. All right. On the next 30 for 30, what if I told you radio host turned into muscle? <laughs> Todd, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Follow me on Twitter, Todd Furman. Todd, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great night tonight. Uh, uh, always a pleasure, boys. Enjoy the race tomorrow. Just win. Right. Just there win, baby. And that, that'd be the, the antithesis of all radio hosts. Turn muscle. I mean, he and was... muscle is not something usually associated with radio hosts. You know, I like to talk and run my mouth, and I realized I could beat the crap out of guys and make more money at it. So that's when I changed to do that. I mean, really, I didn't know Todd used to knock on the door. All that? right, come on. Candy Graham. <laughs> They're probably not going to give me credit for inventing the Candy Graham. Landshark. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute. Yeah, what you've been waiting for since the Spurs game ended. Greg Popovich press conference. But first, here's what's trending. D'Antoni needs his mustache. Harden can give him his beard. Popovich is probably still pissed. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason's Mike Harmon. Happy Friday night. Happy Cinco de Mayo or Cinco de Cuatro. If you're an Arrested Development fan, I've made a huge mistake. We're live from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit geico.com. We talked about this two nights ago when Tony Parker got hurt. We said it's not a big deal for the Spurs. They will be able to suck up his minutes with the best bench in the NBA. Patty Mills will play more. Everybody's going to really learn about him and who he is. He's the best backup point guard in the game, but you're going to get to see him now with an extended period of time playing because Tony Parker's done for the season. He played 30 minutes tonight, 15 points, five rebounds. Didn't shoot well, but still did enough on the floor, taking up from Tony Parker, who's an every-other-game guy anyway. LaMarcus Aldridge was huge. He goes for 26. The Spurs beat the Rockets. They run away from them in the fourth quarter. 103-92 to take a two-games-to-one lead. Now it's time to hear Greg Popovich. 
Yay! It, it went from game one, we heard Pop, and he was telling jokes. And he was talking about politics and having fun after his team got boat raced. Game two, they win, but he loses Tony Parker, and he wanted nothing to do with anybody. So, what kind of Greg Popovich do you think we're going to get tonight? I'm going to ask you, what what do you think we're going to get? Well, now remember, in-game, mm-hmm. called it the worst offensive display he's ever seen. He did. In, in not so many words. He did tell Jay Adonde that. Yeah, he looked at Jay Adonde and shot daggers. What gave him two lions. What did, what did Jay? He said, to him, what, what, "What do you think about the offense? Worst offense ever, right?" Was that what yeah, he said? basically worst. <laughs> he went comic book guy. Worst yeah. offense ever. I have a picture of Greg Popovich signed by George Gervin. It's worth exactly one hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> so, without further ado, here is Pop after a one hundred three ninety two win. The Spurs take control of the series, two games to one. Can you talk a little more about what went in the decision to start DeJounte and how do you think he did? Uh, we started him because that's what we thought would be best for us. And I think he was fine. It was a good initiation in a big game like this to get out there and get some time. And uh, he did the best he could. Tim McMahon, ESPN. Uh, you talked about after game one about the importance of keeping them out of transition. Uh, what have been the most important factors in you guys being able to do that successfully? Uh, you know, transition D isn't really about uh, – it sounds kind of counterintuitive. It's not really about defense. It's more about offense. And uh, bad offense leads to transition. Uh, fortunately, I don't think either team executed very well offensively in the first half, although they made threes. Uh, but the the better uh, – you know, if you're making shots or you're shooting free throws, there's not a whole lot of transition you have to worry about. So, you know, good execution at that end will, will help that. It's what we did so poorly in the first game for sure. Greg, the, the last two games you've had Pau Gasol, you obviously put him in the starting lineup after game two. What's he been able to bring to you guys inside? Sometimes it's not just the scoring, but it's the rebounding, his, his intensity in the paint, that, that kind of veteran experience. Well, every you know every series is different. Uh, it, it could be someone in a starting lineup, or it could be someone off the bench that you think matches up better in certain ways. So, uh, in this series, we just decided at the beginning that uh, Powell and, and LA together would be our best lineup. So we we've gone with it. So that was the straight ahead. I'll answer your questions, Greg Popovich. Every which can be a different Greg Popovich. Like he's like a split. <laughs> that movie with James McAvoy. You never. How did, know, I, how did I know you were going to go down one of these films? You never know which Greg Popovich you're going to get. There's a thousand different personalities. Tonight we got the straight ahead. You ask me a question, I'll answer it, and I'm not going to be pissed off. I'm not going to be sur- I'm just going to kind of answer your question. Get him on, get him over, get him in. It was we a won. normal press con. What, what was We that? won, they lost. Let's move on. That was just normal presser from Greg Popovich. How boring. Well, you know what? Is it boring or is now... He's like giving us something else to think about, like in the like in in football when you see a team winning by a lot, but they pull out a trick play because they want their opponents for next week to have to spend time worrying about that. Now we got to worry sure. about this trick play. Mm-hmm. Like now we got to worry about the regular Greg Popovich coming out for his post game press conference, the one that just is going to answer questions straight. So this will improve the level of question asking. Do you think? Oh, no, no. It's still going to be people pausing and going, uh, Greg, uh, talk about, uh, you know, and honestly, um, I'm, Pop, done. Do you, 
I'm done with people saying talk about. I'm I'm done. And that's the first question the guy said. Talk about it. What do you mean talk about? Talk about what kind of now, it's not I don't even know a about question. You. Talk I, about when I went from what I was doing at Yahoo and started to do some interviewing and going out to training camps. That was the first thing in media training 101 that they gave me internally. Never use the term talk about. Because they can say anything. Coach, talk about LaMarcus Aldridge. Well, he's a basketball he's player. He's a fine cook. And uh, he's 6'10". Uh, we got him from the Blazers. He and, makes uh, a hell of a cheese blintz. Yeah, he does. I'll tell you what. Uh, he can't jump very high, but we're lucky to have him. You said talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. You know, his favorite movie. You know, he skips the third installment of The Fast and the Furious. You could really skip the second one. Although the second one, you meet you meet uh, Tyrese Gibson. So that was, a, I mean, but you could really. I met those guys on the ride at Universal. <laughs> That's enough for me. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon. And just in case you're going to go see the Fast and the Furious movies this weekend, remember, if you're going to rewatch the movies like my wife and I did, go one, two, four, five, six. Stop at the end at the credits in six. Go back and watch three, then watch the stinger credit in six, then watch seven, and then watch eight. Are you still making fun of this song? No. Are you? you no. You gave me that fake uh, sniff there. No, man. There's a lot. There's lots going on. It's more than life than just you. I I I think you're mocking this song. Might be mocking you. This is a, it's not the mocking. This is a beautiful song. This guy's singing an, an octave like like eight registers above normal. I haven't seen him do it live, so I don't know if he can replicate. Oh, and then you get Wiz Khalifa coming in. How can we not talk about Mike Garmin when no, Mike Garmin's no, 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 no. we talk about no, it? See, that's why I've gone against this song. Why? One, it was in the rotation every third song, <laughs> not every sixth or seventh. So if I'm in the car with my daughters and let them have any control of the radio station, it kind of flips to that. But the larger issue... The larger issue mm. is that you have tormented me with the same line 958,000 times. You're calling me in the middle of the night, long after we've gone it's off the air. No. And then you're wrapping that one line. But well, it's a great line. I like how they hit it at the top. They go, how can we not talk about family when family? Yeah, but when you're calling me at 3 in the morning saying, hey, hey, yep, no. Marianne, Marianne, wake Harmon up. How can we not talk about sports when sports is all that we talk about? Fox Sports Radio, 877-99 on Fox. Now, if you're single, you should be dating on match. If you're single and not dating on match, you are really missing out. Start searching. Connect for free today. Match.com. That's match.com. 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 M-A-T-C-H.com. I'd be on match.com tonight, and I would say, who wants to go see the fate of the Furious? And then after the movie, we could have another fate. Of the Furious. I don't know what that work. That's hot. <laughs> That's a slide over baby move on a Friday night. Coming up next, going to wave farewell to an absolute NFL legend who you're all going to miss. I promise you, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Great news. Great news. As a quick way you can save money, switch to Geico. In 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance, so get to Geico.com. More NBA coming up at the top. Seth Sabalos going to stop by, former NBA All-Star. Talk playoffs with us in the 
82-game preseason that is the regular season of the <laughs> NBA. But today was a very difficult day for you, Mike Harmon, because today we find out you will not have Jay Cutler to kick around anymore. Jay Cutler, I was the only one not kicking him around, though. Yeah, I know, but he's I not going to be around. I was the last of the Jay Cutler supporters in Chicago saying, look at what you've had. Before you get too excited about his departure, mm. look at what you've had. <laughs> and just take it in the full historical context. What you had? Jay Cutler deciding to accept a job with Fox Sports. He's going to take John Lynch's place. He's going to be a television game analyst for the NFL starting this fall. I believe his first game is a Bears game, right? Yes. Oh, he should do every Bears game. But he's game. going to be on with us a lot, right, Frostberg? <laughs> That's got to become a regular bit. Uh, he went on Waddle and Sylvie uh, in Chicago and said, yeah, this is it. It's pretty final. You can put a stamp on it. His playing career is over. The only team that he had substantial discussions with were the Jets. So it was either Jets Retire. I'm picking retirement. Hey, at this point, I'd pick retirement. You're going to go play for a team that's going to get drilled? No, thank you. I'm not going to go do it. Go get smacked around for another 16 games or whatever you can withstand. (laughs) Tough call. Here he was, Q&A on retiring. So are you going to file the retirement papers? Are you going to officially do that? Yeah. I I don't really know what that means. What what you get or like do you get like a, a bell or a no? Prize you, or... you don't get a plaque or anything. You just <laughs> no, you know it's... just uh, just a kick out the door. See you later. Thanks yeah. for coming by. Can't you sign it and still come back? Or I is think that, like, so. De- is that your death sentence? Like you can, you're banished forever. <laughs> Which one is it? So there's Jay Cutler. There's a little hint to him. Yeah, yeah. pretty entertaining from Jay Snarky, Cutler. Sarcastic. He'd fit right in here. Sure, making a three man sure. booth. He oh. can fit in with you and me. <laughs> pretty easy. But, look, we talked about this last night. Get crowded here in the Geico Studios. There's no question. But, hey. I can't wait to hear him because whether he's surly, funny like he is here, doesn't care, whatever it is, I would rather hear what he'd have to say because I feel he would let it fly and not give a crap where Tony Romo is going to realize I have a good reputation in the game. I'm not going to say I'm not going to be really critical. I have more interest in what Jay Cutler is going to say than I do Tony Romo. But from a football perspective, sometimes there's guys you need time away from before you realize how much you miss them. Certain certain things. And Jay Cutler is one of those guys. In five years, we're going to look back and say, man, I really miss Jay Cutler. I miss him because he was fun. Whether he was throwing off his back foot, whether he was yelling at his offensive lineman running off the field, whether he was winning a game in the final two minutes, or whether he was doing this in the Cutler final two minutes. Sits in the pocket and throws a pick right to Casey Hayward. Hayward has got room to run. And that could not have been more in the direction of the rookie who now has six picks. I mean, Cutler put it right in his chest. So whether any of those things are happening, he was fun. He was a gunslinger. He didn't care. He took a chance throwing the football. Players will say he was fun to play against. Teammates will say he was fun to play for. Fans will say he was fun to watch whether he was winning or losing. And we're not going to have quarterbacks like that anymore. Derek Carr may be the only guy kind of like him, but he's a much better, more polished quarterback than Jay Cutler was. So he... Look, we're used to guys now, they're going to complete 60-some-odd percent of their passes, and they're going to wind up the elite guys with 38 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. And even the bad guys aren't going to throw as many picks 
like Cutler did. Trust me, in five years we're going to go, boy, he was fun. I miss him. Right now it's good. Get Cutler out of the game. It's it's a poorer game without Jay Cutler. Every quarterback's got a legacy. D'Angelo Hall with his fourth interception of the game. You know, Jay Cutler wants to take a shot, but there's not there's no double move to get D'Angelo Hall to jump it. Yeah. Whether it's something like that, uh-huh. we are missing Jay Cutler. We're going to miss him. I guarantee it. Well, one of the other things you talk about is guys missing games. We've been talking a lot in the NBA about no days off and how many games guys get to sit down and and the prelims, as it were, if we put it in WWE parlance for a moment before you get to the main event of the playoffs. The NFL, 16-game regular season still means a whole hell of a lot in terms of building that resume. Now, you might argue differently when Bill Belichick's smiling at you and yelling no days off (laughs) from a bus later on. But when, when you look at Jay Cutler, one thing that can't be denied is the guy took a beating and kept getting up. Uh-huh. Right, that's that's the one thing that's undeniable. As we talk about the fragility of quarterbacks and guys not making it through seasons, and ultimately his body was giving out too. He couldn't get through because he, he absorbed tough. a lot of hits. But he kept getting back up. So anytime there was ever a question about his toughness, you just had to laugh it off. It's like, have you watched any of these games? <laughs> have you seen what he's been put through <laughs> Sometimes with these offensive lines and personnel decisions, now I think people today that maybe they went a little bit on the extreme of going out of their way to praise Jay Cutler the same the way they attacked with you know verbal baseball bats at every opportunity during his playing career to say, oh, he's going to be great. This is one where I, I I think you see a bit of if you paid attention to what was actually going on in Chicago, there were always glimpses that this guy could be fun, snarky, and get after it. And now we'll see it. I miss him already. I miss Jay Cutler already. You know, I miss him so much, I wish there was more we could hear about Jay Cutler, like right now. Pass is picked off by Burnett. As that one got away from Jay Cutler, and Burnett has his second of the day trying to get it to Roy Williams. It's said Roy Williams! Fox Sports Radio, volume up, y'all. Happy Friday night. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. It's been a big night in the NBA. It's been a long. It's been a big night in the NBA playoffs if you like blowouts. Yes, I do. Cavaliers up three zip right now. Every game this week has finished at least a double-digit win. Even, Every, even the overtime game was double digits. It's been a long day without a competitive game in the NBA. <laughs> You're still going to cry. I got a lot. There's a lot going on. It's an emotional evening. What How I can we you? not talk about games that aren't close when games that aren't close are all that we got? <laughs> Cleveland over Toronto, 115-94. They're up three zip. And the Spurs... Shocking many, not us, with a 103-92 win over over the Houston Rockets. James Harden goes for 43 points, all for naught, as Aldridge has 26, Kawhi Leonard 26, Patty Mills 15, five rebounds, a couple of assists, a couple of steals as well in 30 minutes. We told you about Patty Mills. That's how it's going to go. But one thing we've talked about throughout the show tonight has been – this playoffs and the fact that look, there's no close games in the second round. There's been one good game. It went to overtime, and in overtime, it turned out to be a boat race. 
the NBA regular season is showing us that it's really an 82-game preseason. As long as LeBron James can do what he does and the Golden State Warriors can do what they do, that's really what the NBA regular season is. It's an 82-game preseason. Joining us now on the hotline, a man there is no preseason for. It's always postseason. For former NBA All-Star, friend of the show, Fox Sports Radio, NBA analyst, Sid Sabalos. What's happening, Sid? Hey, man, I tried to tell you guys these players are not disciplined with 82 games. They only get to gear it up is when they get to the second round in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, that's the thing, said is that the opening night of the NBA season, we could have said, listen, the Cavaliers are going to the finals in the East and the Warriors are going in the West. They'll probably beat the Spurs to get there. So after 82 games of for 30 teams and the first round and a half of the playoffs, we did all of this to learn that Isaiah Thomas is pretty good and much better than we thought, and James Harden can be a better player than we ever thought. I mean, that's it. That's what 82, <laughs> that's what 82 games brought us as far as not knowing what it was going to be when it was all said and done. Well, look, you know, before preseason when they was making all the trades and then signing the free agents, I said it was only maybe four teams that wanted to win a championship, and that was the San Antonio Spurs, Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, and I even put the – the L.A. Clippers in that mix until they started playing in the playoffs. But uh, <laughs> it's just the way it, it, it seems the way it is right now. The guys just do not really care about, you know, the 82 season. They don't they don't put the effort up. You can even tell tonight, if you watch the game against uh, San Antonio and Houston, uh, the effectiveness, even though James Harden got off and got his points, but the effectiveness and the discipline of the San Antonio Spurs to keep their hands up, don't get the silly fouls, because when Houston – is not doing tricks and getting you to foul when they shooting threes and all that other stuff. They're not a they're not a good team. They're just one individual player that's that's superhuman and he gets everybody else open. There after that, you know, you have to hope and wish Ryan hits shots, which he didn't. You have to hope and wish that that that, that um, Lou Williams comes off the bench and scores, which he didn't. You hope that Gordon gets going, which he didn't. Ariza was on fire because he's a slasher, so he's has a little bit of a threat to go to the basket. But other than that, you're not going to find any points anywhere else. And I think the rest of the season, maybe the same, rest of the series may be the same way with James Harden scoring 30-40. Uh, maybe one or two guys stepping into the 15-20 to 20 range, and after that, uh, the series will be over with. Harden makes it respectable in terms of his shooting night with some open threes late, but not factor early. And Lou Williams goes scoreless, so that's sad. But I'm going to stay on Harden for a moment. Because, look, watching a lot of NBA as we do here in the Geico studios and throughout my what is now a long life, uh, I don't remember ever seeing a guy go up for a three-point shot and actually get called for an offensive foul like James Harden did earlier tonight with his clear-out move with his right arm. Said, uh, when was the last time you saw that? Well, yeah, that was the first for that. But if you don't fall for the, the trap that he sets you up with by you fouling him, he can get a lot of those calls because most of the time they hit him and he gets the foil in. I actually seen that a couple of times, as you, as you mentioned that, with Reggie Miller. Reggie used to shoot threes and kick his leg, and they started ah, yeah. giving him the offensive foul on that. But other than that, that's the only time I've seen somebody shoot a three, thump somebody in the top of their head who's <laughs> seven foot, and, and get an offensive foul. Said Sabalos with his former NBA All-Star, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. Uh, part of this, the storyline surrounding the NBA playoffs and the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr not coming back for the rest of this series against the Jazz. He'll reassess after the series is over. You know, said, I kind of look at it as it's like if a player was hurt, would you bring him back right now? And with a lead, certainly you don't have to. So Kirk can sit and, and rest. At some point, are they going to miss having him on the sideline? If it's the conference finals against Popovich, at, at some point, are they going to need Kerr back? 
Yeah, I think they are. And I think maybe, you know, they may allow uh, the walkie-talkie system that he's in the locker room on a stretcher and he may be able to say something to Coach Brown. I mean, who knows? But, it, yeah, they're going to miss him. Uh, don't get me wrong. Coach Brown's been to the finals. He's taken his team to the finals before with LeBron. But uh, this is a different scenario, a different beast. Uh, so we'll see what actually happened. They're very disciplined. Golden State is very disciplined. They they kind of keep to their game plan. I, I know Steve Kerr is still putting the game plan together and, 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 and the program will say have to run to win. But uh, maybe on short short notice things or short clock situations, maybe they might be in trouble. But other than that, they're going to just flow along with the system that Steve has put in. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. On the hotline with us, former NBA All-Star, our teammate here at Fox Sports. And you saw him on FS1. He's all over the place. It's said Sabalos. <laughs> I always saw you all suited up, getting it done. <laughs> Nicely done. Great appearance there. Hope to see your smile and face on there more frequently and certainly around the hallway so we can get into some great one-on-one uh, competitions with my 5-7 frame. Uh, but <laughs> as, as we're watching the, these things going through, and, and look, playoffs going forward are, are all fine, but the, the noise here in, in Los Angeles is certainly, what do you do with the Clippers? All right, you've got Redick, you've got Blake, you've got Chris Paul and his $200 million that you'd have to pay him. Uh, what's the end game here for Doc and company? Yeah, I think you know. I thought Doc would um, would bow down and tap out and go ahead and resign. But uh, most of the time, when when guys don't, I'm not saying Doc has any any troubles doing that. But I think most of the time, uh, in a situation like this, he'll like tap out and go sit sit down for two or three years, maybe broadcast and then reconfigure his group together in another situation uh, instead of just getting blamed for it or having that opportunity to get fired. This is a uh, very difficult situation because. You got two superstars that that play great when one when the other one is out. Chris Paul is unbelievable when Blake's out. When Blake's out, Chris, you know Blake plays plays tremendous when Chris is sitting there. But together, they're they're superstars, but they're just not uh, taking it over the top where they can get past the second round onto the third and maybe even push themselves into the finals. I love Redick. Uh, I mean, you know, he. Uh, how, why would you change and who would you replace Redick with? You try to bring in a defender in this position, then you lose that opportunity to make three-point shots, and everybody's just going to start doubling Blake. Uh, you, you you have to have a, a tremendous shooter, especially when you're playing with DeAndre Jordan, uh, because uh, he, you know he only allows dunks. He makes you run away from the paint to go guard those guys, and that's when he gets offensive rebounds and lobs. Uh, you know wh- where do you start? I mean, Paul Pierce was going to be a, a, a good key for them, but he wasn't. He didn't have the legs and the desire to do so. Uh, retiring. I think you may, you know, they tried Lance Stevenson as a defender and putting him in that mix. That didn't work. Uh, I, I say one of them has to go. Either Chris or Blake has to go. You know, I always said Blake is more of a superstar than Chris. Uh, but Chris, you know, kind of leads your team and, and puts him in a good position. But he hasn't put them in a, a, a place where they can get past the second round. So uh, can you replace Chris Paul? Possibility you can get close to it. But I don't think you can get close to replacing Blake. So I say keep Blake, keep Doc. And let's go back to the drawing board, grab, a, grab another point guard that can handle the duties and, and just be sufficient and find you a, another uh, three-point shooter that, that has some size to it. Big changes for the Clippers have said was the GM. Now I'm going to really put you on the spot. So you can't. You got to tell us the truth, okay? You okay? All right. <laughs> it's like, what, I've been lying this whole time? I mean, please. Said, yeah, yeah. How many pairs of big baller brand sneakers have you bought in the last 24 hours? Tell us the truth. Uh, 
I only I only purchased now. This is because it was they were on sale. <laughs> they were on sale. <laughs> oh, you got it for four hundred ninety-two dollars on, on closeout already. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were on sale, so I, I picked up a negative four pair, a negative okay. four pair of them. So that means I get to save about two thousand dollars. There you go, Sid. You just saved two grand in like two minutes. It's just easy. Yeah, it's better than that's better than fifteen minutes worth of car insurance. <laughs> we could probably make a commercial out of that and have people thinking they were buying negative and saving money. I don't know. We could we could we could make that happen. Said, do, do any NBA players buy this shoe at all? Does anybody? I don't think so. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see the first kid or or human being walking around with them on. That's not that doesn't have a last name of Ball. Uh, you know. Very, very expensive, but you know everybody bought the Yeezys, and Yeezys are, are not for working out at all. So, um, you know, unless you're Swaggy P, and he played he played a game and uh, some Yeezys, and Byron Scott was like, "Look here, partner, not on my team. You got to take those <laughs> off at halftime." So, uh, I, you know, it's a great concept, great idea. If it works, it's no, it's only going to take off if we know it's going to fail or succeed after he gets drafted and after he plays one or two years. But uh, it, it is it's innovative. Nobody else has done it before. Uh, if it goes off, it's, you know he doesn't have to sell a lot to be a billionaire. So if he gets uh, between ten and a hundred thousand pairs sold, man, that guy is uh, is a very rich father. So it's um, you know I, we talked about this before. The guy was just pumping up his son and getting the opportunity to for, and we're talking about it again right now on the show. So he he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, just getting everybody talking about his son and his brand and everything else. But if he flops, no big deal. You know, I think uh, Ball, young Ball, will come out with uh, six year, six years worth of NBA, some pretty good money, and they'll they'll have a good life. And then he'll wait for his other two brothers to try to attempt to get in the league too. Uh, I always said the youngest brother is the most talented one, and uh, maybe this is a setup to get the first two out the way, and the big brother, the little brother, come through with the big bucks, and everybody loves him. So you know, it could go, and it could go bad. It could go good, and it could go bad. But either way, you know, he, he's rolling the dice, and he's going for it. His Twitter location says he is on top of the world. At said Sabalos on Twitter. That is at said Sabalos, former NBA All-Star, Fox Sports Radio, NBA analyst, our teammate here. Said, as always, appreciate it, and thanks for the advice on saving $2,000. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Take it easy, but we'll talk Take to you next Take it, Said. I got the pair because they were on set. That was pretty good. <laughs> I hadn't heard that line. That's Negative a good one. 2000. That's like you put four in the checkout, you uh-huh. go all the way through, and then you say, nah, I saved 2000 Because you know LeVar Ball is sitting there going, come on, there's somebody that's got like five pairs in his, in his checkout. Oh, come on, buy it. I buy see. It, I, buy those it. carts are filling up fast. They're just not. Why aren't you finishing your purchase? The, the big thing here is to equate it to what we do in radio. Mm-hmm. You want to be liked. You want to be hated. What you don't want is people to go, eh. And that's where LeVar Ball is in his life right now. Bring so, the pain. Just how many shoes did LeVar Ball, Big Baller brand, sell the yes. first 24 <laughs> hours after it was announced? How many people in the first 24 hours bought $495 sneakers? We'll tell you the exact number on Fox next. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, we are live from the Geico Studios. Great news, great news, great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Well, not dead yet are the mighty ducks. Edmonton up three zip.
looking to take a three games to two lead over the Ducks. Just a couple minutes to go in the third period. Anaheim has come back with two quick goals. Fowler scoring the last one to bring it to within 3-2. And now the Oilers desperately trying to hold on. And the Ducks trying to complete a comeback with three in the final five minutes. I got to be honest. One of my favorite moments of televised sports is when you get that inset picture of the goalie. Oh, he's waiting. Am I going? Am I when going? Am I going not? to the bench? When am I going? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of the great <laughs> moments. One of the great decisions that gets made. Everybody on the edge of their seat. You know, Scotty Bowman told us that's my favorite. One of my favorite hockey stories ever. Scotty Bowman says when he was first coaching, I forget who he, where he was. I think he was coming up with Montreal, and they were you know they're playing a game in the regular season, and they were losing. And this whole game, this woman in the stands kept yelling, "You better pull the goalie." You better pull the goalie. Like, first period, she's saying it. Second period, she's saying, you better pull the goalie. You better pull the goalie. Third period, saying, better pull the goalie. It gets to be a one-goal game with, like, you know, a minute left to go. Scotty Bowman pulls the goalie, and the other team scores. And so the other team scores, and so he turns to look at that woman, and the woman says, oh, I I thought you could pull the other team's goalie. (laughs) Oh. That was the thing. But speaking of pulling the goalie. How about that? Whoa. Something that has dramatic meanings in other parts of life. The Mighty Ducks have just tied the game at three with Edmonton. Make it three goals in a scrum in front of the net. The puck was loose. And the Ducks get a goal to tie it at three apiece. All three goals coming in the last couple of minutes. Edmonton was cruising. Three cruising three nothing, and now we're looking at overtime. Well, the best about this shot Woo! is it's a backhand as it squirts out from underneath a mound of what three, four, not three, not four, maybe five guys. Backhander and just shoot it in the general direction, hoping that it gets a little bit of daylight or ricochets off a player. Finds the back of the net with 15 seconds currently being reviewed before they put the red lamp on again, and the crowd goes wild. Again, right now, 3-3 Edmonton. And and I still, like you said, not official. They're going to look, but this looks like it would look. The puck was clearly, uh, you know, it had come out. It didn't look like there was anybody. I don't see any untowards. Well. Are they saying he's a, laying down on the goalie's did, leg? Yeah, you did have a Ducks player in the crease. Maybe they're saying he was laying. Uh, I could see that. he's got that. a body over the top of him. Boy, that yeah, he does. He's got he's got an Oilers player on top of him. So in a sandwich, it goes goalie, duck, Oilers. So it's mm. that's difficult. Duck. That's really difficult. And now they're banging each other. Why, why is Whoa. that? Whoa. Well, I mean, I know it's about? a slide over baby Friday night wow. kind of celebratory thing as we're on Cinco de Mayo here. Oh, you were talking the about West them Coast. in a sandwich. <laughs> Talbot has made, Maybe he was just dreaming of a sandwich. Uh, Talbot has made 41 saves. 41 saves tonight. And then in the last five minutes, they have three goals as long as this one stands. 1644, 1719, and 1945. And it stands. Of the third period. It stands. We got our announcement. It looked like we're going to overtime. Wow. And he made a little gesture to the bench, kind of like the guy does when you're watching rugby. And then they kick it through, and he goes, ah, and fires his arms out. It's fantastic while wearing a funny little hat. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Carbon. we are live from the Geico Studios. We'll keep you updated here. Edmonton, Anaheim, 3-3. Wow. Meanwhile, how many sneakers 
did LeVar Ball sell the not first two, 24 not three, hours not four, after the not debut five, not six, of Lonzo Ball's Z02 shoe yesterday? We spent a lot of time on the show last night and time tonight talking about it. The $495 pair of sneakers that you can buy if you want them with Lonzo Ball's signature on them, they go for $1,000. If you couldn't afford the sneakers or would rather have a pair of sandals, they're $220. So here's LeVar Ball basically saying, ah, you know, we're we're high-end now. We're Gucci. We're Prada. We're all of these things. There were reports earlier today that he sold 5,000 pairs of sneakers in the first 24 hours, which would be about $2.5 million. This turned out to be false. It turned out to be false, number one, before it was even proven false. I knew it was false because he went on Dan Lebitard's show, and when he was asked how the sales were going, he said, oh, you know, they're going good. We're going here right now. If he sold $2.5 million on the first day, that's the first thing he would have said. I second. We sold two and a half million dollars worth of shoes. He would have tweeted it. He would have talked about it. But no, just we're going well. Darren Ravel of ESPN put up a link to this column, and I, I give the guy a lot of credit. The website NiceKicks.com did a very in-depth investigation into how many pairs of sneakers he sold in the first twenty-four hours, using a lot of bits of evidence, like Chad Ochocinco, who tweeted out a copy of his receipt after he bought a pair. And that's all you need to know is Ocho Cinco is buying a pair. Talk about people who are desperate for relevancy. Hey, I'll buy a pair of sneakers and people can talk about me for 20 minutes in the middle of the afternoon on a Friday. So using that and other bits of evidence, he bought a pair himself. He waited a couple of hours, figured things out with invoice numbers. And again, Darren Ravel tweeted this out. It's, it's a, it's, like I said, it's a lot of good detective work. In the last 24 hours, 263 pairs of sneakers were purchased, both signed and unsigned versions of the ZO2 Prime. There were 328 transactions total, but most of them obviously were for something other than sneakers. One of those $50 t-shirts. <laughs> One of those $100 hats maybe people are buying. Wow, those are nice looking hats. 263 pairs of sneakers. Not quite the 5,000 that was first reported today. What do you got, Golden Ed? That's still 130 grand in one day from just the shoes. Yeah, okay. That's but, a lot of cash. Okay, no, that's not. That is a lot of money. No, I'll tell Did you what. Did you make 130 one, grand today? No, 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 hang on. But I'll tell, I don't I'll, know anybody. I'll He's having exactly a garage right. sale no, 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 tomorrow. No, no, no. He's working on it. Yeah, I'm having a yard sale tomorrow, so well, I'll let you know. You better start selling these. I'll tell you. T- <laughs> <laughs> How much for these? $10. Oh, too expensive, too expensive. Number one, you have to fit, factor in production costs. And the fact that you're not getting the sneakers until November. Number two. Well, no, that means he's making interest on whatever money is co- after the number two, distribution. Number two, LeVar Ball says it. I don't even talk in millions. I talk billions with a B. That's the exact. Well, he yeah, even you're, you're a big billions. baller. You got to yeah. talk billions. He talks billions. So $135,000. Just on not, shoes? That's not doesn't bad. Doesn't matter. That's not You sold 260 pairs of shoes. After you had publicity unknown to mankind, all we did yesterday, every show was talk about these sneakers. They were on sale. LeVar Ball was trending. Big Baller Brand was trending. Lonzo Ball was trending. We to every show talked about it, had takes on it. You can't buy that kind of There's publicity. There's not enough lipstick for that and shoe. You, and you sold 260 pairs of sneakers. Uh, 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 I mean, come on. That's a huge epic fail. 263 pair of sneakers. 
And not only that, this goes to prove an adage that people say all the time that's incorrect. You hear, and I'm sure you've had friends say this in the last 24 hours, oh, I can't believe LeVar Ball, this guy. And then one of your uh, snarky friends would say something like, well, we're talking about him. He's doing exactly what uh, he wants us to do. We're talking about him. Look at all the publicity he's getting. Okay, he is. But that has not translated into sneaker sales. The open and the debut of this, this is when you sell the most. And he sold 260 pairs of sneakers in the first 24 hours. When it was live and publicity that people would kill to have for any product they were releasing. And he sold 260 pairs. So there's no real correlation between, oh, we're talking about them, and that translates into sneaker sales. I'll, I'll use this analogy. One of our friends, Caleb Bacon, who is the ghost of Dr. James Naismith, who joins us during the semifinals and finals in, in the NBA, he's a writer in Hollywood. He's written for a bunch of shows, written for Two and a Half Men, everything. Mm-hmm. And he once told me, he said, you'd be surprised when comedians appear on Conan or they go on The Tonight Show or they're on with whoever they are. They're on with Stephen Colbert, whatever. A comedian can go on one of those shows and absolutely kill for the three or four minutes they get. And it's awesome. They're funny. And Conan talks to them. And, you know, here's the website. And that person does not get a spike at all in their website, whether it's tickets to go see a show they're doing, whether it is to go buy their CD or whatever they're putting out. They have out. You can buy. Oh, here's my CD. It's my stand up here. That's happened many times. And it's a weird thing, but you can't correlate being a news item and being newsworthy with, all right, this means success in the pocketbook because this clearly shows it doesn't. For all the stuff that happened yesterday, 263 pairs of sneakers, that's what we're talking about. Not a game, not a game, not a game, not a game. 263 pairs of sneakers, there's no correlation. Well, I think the greatest trick that's going on here is I don't know that these shoes actually exist. That's my. Whoa. That's how I'm really taking it to the next oh, level. I like that. That it's all a sociological experiment of how much he can get you to talk about it <laughs> by being brash and over the top and, and getting you. Because like, we're talking about a couple hundred billion dollars at this point in terms of free advertising. Yeah, yeah, it is. Gotten. Yeah. All right, perhaps. An exaggeration. But the advertising million for, at a minimum. for 260 pairs of shoes, all that free advertising, doesn't mean anything when that's what you're selling. Billions, he says. Billions. Hey, it's day one. Got a slow ramp up. <laughs> I don't think there's anything slow ramping up about LeVar Ball. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show. Jason Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in one minute, you know, I'm not the only person having a yard sale tomorrow. Wait till we tell you who else is having a yard sale. (laughs) You got to hear what that's in a minute, but first, here's what's trending. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you can save on car insurance. Now, we're having a yard sale tomorrow. Usually, we do this once every couple of years, and a bunch of our neighbors get involved. And it's a fun day. It's like a whole fun day. We're at each other's houses. It's kind of cool. Everybody cleans out stuff and everything. And it's, it's really It's fun. all like neighborly and stuff. Yeah. It's, oh, we live in a great place. We, we stare at each you know, other. Because neighbors come to us and say, hey, can you work? Because, you know, my wife does all these. She's like the block organizer. Like, she's like the unofficial. Did she get paid for this? No, not at all, unfortunately. And she had a bunch of people Did come up to her. pay her in booze? No. Well, well, no, usually let her, if she wants to pick something out from their, uh, from oh, their yard. Okay. So we, we had, you know. 
oh, neighbors come up and go, hey, you think we might have a yard sale soon? I got a lot of stuff. I got a lot of stuff. We're like, ah, and then, and then she tells me, you know, we got like, you know, I got like six neighbors asked me. I said, oh, let's have it. It's fun. You know, the kid, the kids run around all day. They go to each other's houses. It's awesome. So we're having a big yard sale tomorrow. So we're very excited about this. But I think we're going to be outshined in the yard sale department. Hey, what? Chris Cornell's having one? <laughs> why, why Chris Cornell? Outshined! <laughs> no? <laughs> no. <laughs> to obscure a musical that reference obscure, for you on a I, Friday I, night? But I don't get the yard sale outshined. DJ, but you said outshined. Out, outside. Yard sale to be outshined. Yeah, you said you were going to be outshined in outshined, yards. Outshined. Yeah. Outshined. Outshined. You said it first. Outshined. What do you got, Golden Ed? How much is your Starberry collection going for tomorrow? Oh, you know what? How I, much Mets gear? I get no, no. Come on, those don't sell. With that. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I Not actually even on a yard sale. I, <laughs> I actually too easy. <laughs> I gave my Starberries to. A re- relative of my wife's because he loves them. And I said, I'll get another pair. I said, don't worry. He goes, really? I go, yes. I go, take them, take them, take them. And then they fell apart on the way <laughs> no, home. No, he still has them. He still has them. And I'm like, how are you still? He goes, I still have them. I still wear them. You know, the worst thing about the Starberries is that I got the zip ones, and that's just a pain in the ass. Like, you have to tie the shoe, and then you zip over it, oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's a pain in the ass. So you go buy another one next week. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't $495. The reason I will be outshined, 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 TJ, is because this weekend is the much ballyhooed garage sale of former Packers running back Eddie Lacy. Lacy, who signed with the Seattle Seahawks, is having a yard sale in northeastern Wisconsin at his house that he has lived in and, and owned in Green Bay until he signed with the Seahawks. And he is selling everything, getting ready for his move to Seattle. Lacy worn hats and shirts are going for about fifty bucks. And the one thing you know, you're getting a lot of material because you know Eddie Lacy's. Hey, hey, hey! Sorry, was, uh, Come on, man! Packers hoodies are going for a hundred dollars. So used Packers hoodies that Eddie Lacy had going for not quite Levar Ball, who'd be very mad at these low prices. Uh, among the other items for sale, t-shirts and tank tops for five dollars. PlayStation games are going for $10 a piece. Brand new inbox Under Armour cleats are going for $25. Bucks. Wow. Lacey is also selling Tide, candy canes, Reynolds wrap, and chunky soup. Well, the Tides was the best. Tide was the best because a sponsorship agreement with Lacey. And so there were a bunch of large bottles available. Uh, scooped up quickly because they were five bucks. Yeah, but do you, you still, you, no matter what, you still need laundry detergent, don't you? Eh, you ain't going to move it. I mean, you still need chunky. That's a lot of chunky soup. We're going to sell all the chunky soup. But that's soup just we in. <laughs> See this chunky soup I'm eating? Uh, Eddie Lacy's chunky soup. There was a. <laughs> hey, you know what? I could do well on Tinder in Wisconsin. You can come eat Eddie Lacy's chunky soup. With Not me like tonight. a. Swipe right, yo. Swipe yeah, I mean, right. I'd like a pair of those cleats. <laughs> what do you mean the police would come? What the hell was that? The police would come? All I'm trying to do is you enjoy, and your I'm you just, and your tainted soup. I'm just trying to enjoy chunky soup with a hot woman while we're naked in the back seat of a car. What's wrong with that, officer? What? There was a face. There was a Facebook live broadcast 
from the yard sale. There was a line stretching all the way down the block. So you couldn't just show up and go through stuff. You had to actually be let in. And uh, there was about 100 people deep in line late at night. One woman actually drove in from Iowa to come to Eddie Lacy's yard slash garage sale. It's pretty good. There's a tale of a guy on the USA Today right above it. Uh, they sold out of pretty much everything except for a sectional sofa uh, by the end of the first day, so they were able mm. to cancel the second day altogether. Uh, but a guy named Jake drove from Vulcan, Michigan. He got. Can you say that on here? What did you say? Vulcan. Okay. All right. Just so want to make sure that was okay. Well, we were watching Star Trek after right. we got rid of Star Wars. We were watching Worf get after it. And hopefully Eddie Lacy can live long and prosper yeah, exactly. in Seattle. Some TJ. random odds and ends, dress shirts, used in new cleats, and a jug of Tide. <laughs> hey, Eddie, you got any XXXXL shirts? These are only XXXXL. What do you got, Golden Headphones? See, if LeVar, LeVar Ball was smart, <laughs> he would have partnered with Eddie Lacy. <laughs> Maybe he would have sold some shoes, huh? Hey, Eddie, if this big truck shows up, pull them out. Eddie Lacy's definitely a big baller. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> yard sales are so fun because it's like the people who come to yard sales that that go because there's people like I, I think that's a very interesting. We can do a documentary, or, oh, yeah. or a mockumentary. You know, something fun of you know following people. And oh, by the way, Adam Sandler, don't steal this idea from me. You like, either guest, stay out. Like, here's a movie about people and what they do is they go to yard sales, and the whole movie is you know there's a rivalry between like all these different couples that go to yard sales and want to get the big things, and of course there's the big holy grail yard sale at the end that like a celebrity's having or something like that. But the, there's something fun with the people that go, because people do this, that's like all they do on Saturdays. Yeah. There's people who, you know, they check in the in the paper and, and see where yard sales are, are taking place. Like, okay, we're going to go to this one at 8, then we'll get to this one at 8.30. This one's got baby clothes. We get there at 8.45, and this is boom. And that's they do like all day Saturday. We go to the yard sale, and look, you get a lot. I mean, look, yard sales are the greatest sales ever. You know, you have baby clothes or clothes that, that, that are too small for your child. You're selling a shirt that you paid Fifteen dollars for that's in good shape for a quarter, and everybody's going there just you're just making. I mean, you're making money, and from the people who are having the yard sale, it's I would just gladly drive this stuff to Goodwill, but if you want to pay me some money for it, I'll hold off for a couple of hours. Sure. And everybody else is like, I'm going shopping, and I'm going to go get. I mean, you know me, I like the bargain. I like to say to my wife, Hey, look, I got a pair of sneakers, I got four t-shirts, I got that dress shirt and a pair of jeans for eighty five dollars. These people are going. I got clothes for my. Uh, one year old for the next year and a half. What'd you spend? Eight cents. Oh, well, you win that one then. See, I'm going to go and spray paint a bunch of shoes black <laughs> overnight and scribble BBB on the sides. <laughs> Price, $495. Price to move. Yep, from the Geico Studios. That's got, what we bring you. It's got the blue Keds thing on the back. No, no, no. That's Big hey, Baller brand. Hey, it was an error in manufacturing. <laughs> Twitter and I'm out of fresco. The Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon. Now I'm just picturing Harmon in his garage, just spray painting everything black with like gold trim. Coming up next, play of the night, mean tweets, Fox. Now, how you gonna go to a guy's wedding and then stab him in the back? Oh, Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith Show, Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Go to geico.com right now and see. How much you can save. It's almost that time. 
We got overtime hockey. We got the play of the night, a co-play of the night to bring you. But first, hope you're all getting to do this on Cinco de Mayo. That slide over, baby. Time of night. Hot oil. Got your big baller brand shoes on. Slide over, baby. I spent $495 on these sneakers, so I really don't have dinner for us. They have good traction. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) I got these sneakers. LeVar Ball made us some chicken. We're feeling pretty good. Got some barbecue for you. Life is good. What else do you need? Right now in overtime, Ducks and the Oilers tied at three. Edmonton led this 3 nothing with three and a half minutes left to go, and the Ducks scored three times in the final three minutes to tie the game, the tying goal with about 15 seconds left to go, and replay showed they could have called goalie interference because, look, when you're tugging on the goalie's pads, that's kind of – Kind of illegal. He was looking to pick up something for your yard right. sale tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Kessler was kind of holding on, on Talbot's pad, but with an Oilers player on top of Kessler, it's kind of tough to call. Does he say, get well, an assist for that? Because yeah. he's been involved in every other goal I, that they've scored. In <laughs> I think you do. Uh, so anyway, a real shocker. 3-3 right now. Edmonton and Anaheim in overtime. Time now, though, for the play. Then I hope you had a great Cinco de Mayo. And Not now, over yet. Because of what happened. Well, because Edmonton Anaheim's going. The number one trending topic on Twitter right now, Edmonton versus Anaheim. Shocking. Believe it. People say, I don't know about hockey. No, we had a big week with Sidney Crosby. Trust me. Hockey people are, there's many hockey fans out there. We had a big week. Everybody says, oh. And sometimes they're angry. It happens. The sea was angry that day, my friends. This is right. So right now, Edmonton Anaheim in overtime. Uh, A tie for the play of the night, and there's a reason why there's a tie. First, though, if you're down 2-0 in the top of the ninth inning and your team looks like it's going home a loser, well, when you hit a three-run homer, you get to be the co-play of the night. And the pitch is cut on and lined down the right via line, and it is, it is gone. Brett Gardner just hit a line drive into the right field seats. A three-run home run. The Gardner plants one in the right field seats. Gardy goes yardy. And the Yankees down 2-0, take a 3-2 lead. And now they're banging each other. Really thought we were going to escape without the Gardy goes yardy there for a moment. (laughs) And TJ Gardner plants one in the stands over the Ivy. So the Yankees win 3-2, thanks to Gardner's heroics. Meanwhile, what looked like it was going to be a horrendous night and another one of those I hate baseball nights, the Mets down 7-1 to the Marlins, and I'm thinking, okay, it's another dead-from-the-neck-up night game. Oh, no, because T.J. Rivera rode to the rescue. Here's Tebow. Served it up to him. I didn't know it was coming. I thought we were going to get it. But now, and let's hear from TJ. TJ. And I say TJ because it's TJ Rivera. A big hit for TJ. Swinging a drive left field. Hooking. It gets down. It's a base hit. 
One run scores. Two runs scored. This game is tied. Conforto to third. He'll stop. A double for Rivera. Seven up at City Field. Touchdown, Chargers. <laughs> TJ Rivera, home run, a three-run double, clearing the bases. The Mets come back from 7-1 to beat the Marlins 8-7. Now, number one, I know it's May 5th. I know it's Cinco de Mayo. This was a big win for the you Mets. You say resilient. I'm going to stab you in the knee with this pen. No, no, no. I'm... However, the resilient Mets. That's not why this is the play of the night. It's the play of the night because, as you know, the Mets have a tradition where the player of the game gets to wear a crown. Hero of the day. The That's right. Day, right. nothing. They, exactly. They wear a big crown. They do the postgame interviews in it, and it's a very big deal. They took a picture of T.J. Rivera in front of his locker with the crown around him. It's a good-looking crown. And what's starting to make its way around on social media, and it's been blurred out, is that in Kevin Plawecki, who's the backup catcher for the Mets, in his locker right Never next to Rivera, there is a sex toy visible in you his locker. You don't say. Yeah. And that is why... T.J. Rivera is playing tonight, not because he's a Met, not because he won the game. No, because in the picture wearing the crown, you can see a sex toy in the guy's locker. Well, everybody goes to Bruder Film looking for a new bottle of Andro or whatever. I mean, we watch it in the Geico studios. We try to get a freeze frame and figure out what's going on when they get to the locker room. And no, here you just got, wait a minute, huh? What? Big Friday night planned. What do you got, Golden Nut Phone? Were the Mets playing in Buffalo? Oh! Whoa! <laughs> and uh, something, it's a pink item. It's, I don't know what, I'm going to pretend I don't see it. Uh, let's take a look and see what the penalty flag. Oh, no penalty flag. Oh, we got to talk about it. Oh, they're pulling it off the field. That put it in Kevin Plowecki's locker. Second down and nine. Can, okay! <laughs> what does Brent Musburger have to do with <laughs> It is Kentucky Derby coming up in a Paramutual few hours. wagering tomorrow. I'll have my picks up on Swollen Dome in the morning. And... TJ, I am picking Gervin to win the Kentucky Derby, ridden by Iceman. TJ. With a finger roll. The no-show is next. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.